Hello and welcome to the Primary versus Secondary podcast. I'm Laurie, representing Team Secondary with four years experience teaching history to teenagers. And I'm Josh, with four years experience teaching early years and key stage one, I'll be representing Team Primary. The intent of today's lesson is to sit back, relax and enjoy 30 minutes of two teachers talking all things education. From recent experiences, topical debates, tips, tricks and teacher fails. everyone welcome to episode three and as usual we're going to start with a massive thank you to all of you who have listened to episodes one and two and a special thank you to anyone who has rated and reviewed our first podcast it makes such a difference to us so we just want to take this opportunity before we start to encourage you all to go and subscribe to rate to review especially if you're going to rate and review as a five star because it makes such a difference to us doesn't it josh it really does. Honestly, we can't thank you enough. Like Laurie said, you've just gone and reviewed it in abundance. Episode one went down a tree. Episode two was excellent. And now we hope you hopefully you're really going to enjoy episode three. But Laurie, what's been going on in your world? I have had a I've had a busy couple of weeks. I've had sports day, which is going to be our theme for today's podcast or this week's podcast. We're going to be looking at sports days, the difference between primary and secondary. But before that, let me tell you about what's been going on in my life, because I feel like I have not stopped since the last time we had a chat on here. So The biggest thing any of you who follow me on TikTok and Instagram will already know about this is I've been away abroad for the first time since um, COVID hit with a school group to Belgium and France, the battlefields of World War One and the Western Front with 47 year 10 students and three other members of staff. And it was fantastic, exhausting because I was on duty for 96 hours, but fantastic um so yeah that's kind of been the big overshadowing thing in my life which I've been looking forward to for about a year at this point and I kind of can't believe that it's now been and gone but it's amazing we um it started on Friday night all the kids arrived at school at at 9 30 at night with their suitcases and their pillows and they were in their jammies and we got on the coach and drove through the night up to Dover and usually we get the tunnel across but the company was not particularly on it this year I'm not going to name the company but they were not on it with their organization and they couldn't get us on the on the tunnel but that actually worked out in our favor because it meant they had to put us on the ferry which I much prefer we got a beautiful sunrise over the cliffs of Dover we could see Dover Castle disappearing in the distance um cue me at 5 30 in the morning going kids kids that's that's Dover Castle. Henry II built that because he accidentally had Thomas Beckett killed and he wanted this to be a great big shrine of remembrance to him because people came on pilgrimage and this is where they stayed and that's why it's absolutely fantastic and there are war tunnels um, and kids are like, miss, it's 5.30 in the morning, let us have our breakfast in peace. Um, 
but yeah we've had very little sleep and then we once we get to Calais we kind of go straight to our first stop and we go right through it's a full day of cemeteries and execution posts and death cells and um, front lines and it's really full-on for some for a group of people who've had no sleep um, before we go into Ypres which is where we stay at Ypres um, and we're there for four days in total we got back last night I rolled into bed at approximately five minutes to midnight having traveled from one o'clock that afternoon so it was I mean it was amazing the kids were fantastic it's their first time abroad for the school trip and it's such a heavy it's such a it's a trip of two halves it's really heavy on the history with all the cemeteries and the kind of poignant moments and the memorials and the respectfulness of that and at the same time because we don't want it to be dominated by sadness and intense emotion we also take them to theme parks and chocolate shops and go bowling so it's a real like up and down for them but they coped with it so so well so that's absolutely been a highlight of my last couple of weeks but what about you Josh tell me what you've been up to oh, I'll tell you in a second as an ex-England temping bowler what score did you get this is really random but are you oh no don't do that? this don't do this because I'm really <laughs> proud of my score um I won out of the teachers I didn't oh, win yeah. out of everyone there were some students who beat me um they'll they'll crucify me if I don't admit that but um I'm really proud of my score all I wanted was to get above 100 and I got 103 and the sides weren't up the sides were not up I had a couple of gutter balls I got many spares no strikes so I'm just before you rip it to shreds I just want it to be known I'm really proud of that score because I don't bowl often and I had to wear someone else's horrible shoes so I think I did really well but go on what's your what's your take on it no, no, I'm quite impressed. I, my, my, what I was going to ask was, did you have the sides up? So I, I'm really impressed. Although it, it's, there's something quite comical about having the sides up in the bowling alley. They, it, like bouncing off it is quite good. But I, I respect it. 103 is decent. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to be too mean. I'll let you off. Although I will say for the viewers, obviously, you can't, or listeners that you can't, you can't see us, um, Laurie did eye roll when she said that the students beat, um, beat her. So, yeah. We're, 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 I've got a feeling Laurie's a bit competitive. You can't see it, but we do record this in a visual medium as well as an audio medium. So I'm fairly certain you'll take the clip in isolation and post it for the world to see. Yeah, I'm just gonna put, I'm just gonna put your eye roll on, on Instagram and that'll be it. Just that, nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> my life in general has been a bit crazy like yours. However, I've stayed in this country. Um we've had our transition days. And for those of the listeners who don't know, I'm heading down into reception. So I've got the lovely four and five year olds, although at the moment they're three which means they see my face and they burst into tears. So in, a, uh, which is just, uh, it's lovely. I, I need ear defenders. Anyway, um, I had one lovely little girl who saw me decide to burst into tears and it took her one hour and 20 minutes to stop crying this morning. So um, that was, uh, it was a long morning, a lovely morning. I'm, I'm very excited to teach my new bunch. They seem absolutely awesome. Um, we just need to get through the tears, which I think by the end of it, I was rocking in a corner or it felt like I was rocking in a corner. But yeah, it's, it's been it's been a really good couple of weeks, but I'm, I'm glad to be back doing the podcast and, and chatting with you, Laurie, of course. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think I'm not the only company you've got at the moment because you have got a new tiny little friend. Is that right? <laughs> I do have a tiny little friend. Now, I... For the, for the listeners and people who don't know me, I'm severely allergic to cats, it's, but I didn't realise it's only some cats. Anyway, I've got a little kitten. Um, 
traditionally when I've met cats, my eyes blow up and I can't see and I get I ended up being guided around the place. Um, but this little kitten was found at one week old by a pond um, in a village near me. Um, and he was taken to the vets and um, we decided to, to keep him and take him, take him on just to see. And my allergies touch wood or I'm going to tap my head because there's not much in there. It's it's going well. And although he does like to bite my hands, but his name's Monty. For those of you who don't know as well, I've got a, a bunny. Oh, I've got two bunnies, one called Bree and one called Cheddar, obviously cheesy. And then I wanted a cheese name for um, the kitten. Um, so we called him Monty after Monterey Jack cheese. But yeah, he's now growing and he's eating everything that I own, which is fantastic. But at least my eyes haven't blown up. Can I just say how upset I am that you are literally living my dream? Like... <laughs> Um, Laurie, what is our topic for today? Our topic of the week is sports day. So, you can part in a sports day. Who among us has not had the delights of the summer term sports day? Now, primary, secondary, they're quite different sports days. So, Josh, have you had a primary school sports day recently? Oh, we have. We have. It, it, do you know what? The night before we had a staff meeting and nobody knew what they were doing. But do you know what? It comes to, together on the day. And it, it's... Primary school sports days, I've never, they're never the same in any school that you go to. They are just so random. Like some of our events, one of them is called Welling Wanging. And oh my goodness, is it the best event that you're going to see? You've got, you've got a welly, you've got to squat down. The welly goes in between your legs, two hands, boosh over your head, see how far you can get it. It takes the shot behind. to a whole new level. Behind you, you don't go forward, you go backwards. You've got to, you've got to give it a whole arc with your arms but it's all about the squat how you grab it between your legs and then how you fling it behind your head it is fantastic fantastic that sounds magnificent we should bring that in for secondary sports days we've just got a silly shot put uh yeah see see we're we're, we're upscaling in primary i mean we're still, still stuck in the dark ages with the secondary lark aren't we <laughs> talk me through um sports day at your primary school then what's your day looking like do you have teams because at primary school i was on the red team and i think fellow red teamers can all agree that regardless of where you are in the country the red team was the best team that's the one you want to be on at sports day whether it's cherries or strawberries or red uh, imaginatively that's the team you want to be on what, what what team were you part of growing up red see i was red as well it didn't mean we won i wish we won oh um, you're a tough red team my red yeah. team pulled out the bag every year we were probably like an off red we weren't really a red we were just there we were just just, just some like burgundy sounds like you're a burgundy team to me <laughs> um our day oh my goodness so we do have teams but our teams, they, they are split into colours um, for the lower down the school. So we have the red. I have no clue why. So uh, our old head teacher, who has, who has moved on to a brighter career in France, um, however, she's come up with a brilliant idea. Instead of having red, green, blue and yellow, that she thought on sports day, yellow, the team in yellow get attacked by bugs. So she decided to alter the yellow team to the purple team. And they're all purple, but everything comes in red, green, blue, and yellow. So it's it's bizarre. Anyway, so our team, they our team names basically it's all based on um, famous women or, or historical women. So we've got you might correct me here, um, Emmeline Pankhurst, Emmeline, for Emmeline. sure. There you go. I, I, I thought you had Frida, Frida Kahlo and Florence Nightingale, etc. So basically, that, that that's who our teams are based off of. 
which is really, really awesome. And um, our day looks like this. We have set years doing their running races, a sack race, an egg and spoon race, a funky go for a hoop up and down, hop a little bit and get to the end, all those kind of ones, sprints, relays, etc. Whilst that's going on, you have the field events and we have the parents around the outside. They'll be following their children around with the, with the teacher doing the field events. So you've got the welly wanging, you've got, I don't even know what to call half of these events, but you've got trying to balance bean bags on tennis rackets and then get it down as a team you get points there's so much going on it's awesome we also had one and i've seen this at many um saturday night parties let's put it that way where you get tights you put a ball in the bottom of the tights you then strap it to your head and you've got to knock stuff over with your with your with your ball in the end there's lots of field events going on it's not a classic shop at a long jump but it's just craziness whilst all the running races are going on it's just awesome um, and the kids love it, but but yeah, it's it's mental. It's a draining day for a teacher, a sports day. I feel like it's draining anyway, but but I do love it. Um, what what about secondary sports days for you? So ours is a little bit different, and I'll tell you right now, we take it a lot more seriously than you do, apparently. So we have houses in our school. We have five houses. They're named after ex-head teachers of the school. Um, we do that because it's not problematic that way. Um, that's not the reason. We've always had teachers, but our counterpart school is having to change some of their houses because they accident well, they didn't accidentally, they named one after Drake. Turns out he's got links to the slave trade need to change that so it's do you know what it's really difficult quite a lot of our local devon schools have got um houses named after explorers or um traders or you know people yeah. of the boat yeah. people of the boat sailors and so that means they've got emblems with ships on so quite a lot of i've heard of teachers in other schools who are now having to try and change it because the person that they have named their house after has got links to the slave trade or links to colonialism um basically unsavory connotations and they're looking for a different person from naval history to replace them with but the difficulty is that people in history who have made their name as part of naval history only really get on boats for like three reasons to trade things to explore things or to blow things up and none of those are particularly worth celebrating so okay. we have four we have five houses um they have a different color associated with them they have a house mascot and they also have a school chant and we're really big on house culture at my school so um it really gets lent into and we are it's a whole day event but only half the day is taken off timetable so for the first three periods of the day students will leave your lessons to go and compete in some um, events which are just done in the morning with no audience and the scores get recorded for later the track events have heats in the morning and then in the afternoon they have um, the finals and then there's a few other things that take place in the morning just kind of down on the AstroTurf or in the sports hall and as teachers we've got the option if we want to to bring our classes down and generally if I've got year seven or eight I'll do that but years nine and ten have got quite a lot go and 12 have got quite a lot going on at that time of the year so no dice for them for me I'm afraid um, but in the afternoon at lunchtime all the students get changed they are allowed to put face paint in their house colours on glitter, they're allowed to wear a t-shirt of their house colour um, 
and they get ready with their banners and after lunch they register and we go down to the astroturf where they all sit in the middle of the astroturf in their houses and they all do their own house chant um, with the staff heads of houses and the student heads of houses leading them trying to be the loudest and while that's going on we have flag bearers because we have house flags like like literal like into war on on big sticks banners which get paraded around the astroturf as we're doing our chants hyping each other up and once they've made a complete circle the high jump finale takes place in the middle of the astro with the whole school watching um so we have that we get to the winners then everyone retreats from the center of the astro to a different corner or space on the outside of the track and the the track heats commence as we're cheering as we're chanting all of that's going on we finish with the two most hyped events of the day which is the sixth form relay and the staff relay and you can bet I take part in that every single year we we don't have a hope as a staff relay team and I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out here right now unfortunately somehow every single PE teacher of which we have three plus a deputy head who is also an ex-PE teacher they're all in the same house so, <laughs> so somebody's planned that really well so do they win i don't know they they... yeah they well, of course they do and then we've got someone else who's like super quick um so what i like to think is that my house won out of the normies so you've got like your elite team your your athletes teams and then all of the normies my house wins and then you're like ever after the staff relay everyone rushes in i've just got a clip up actually of after the staff relay from from my from my school i can't obviously show you the video but um i've got a video that was taken um <laughs> of after the staff relay all the students rushing in and um this is what i this is what i was greeted with ready Yes. So it's quite, it's quite the spectacle. And then we go into the sports hall. We have the attack, the scores are added up. We announce them from reverse. So we do have a loser. We don't just do third, second and first. We go from fifth. We have a loser. We have a winner and they get the, the Sports Day Cup, because I think you've got to have a winner on Sports Day. Um, Are you with me? I'm so with you. I'm not, I'm not buying this whole, everybody's taking part. and everything. I'm there to win. I've, I've, you know, if my family know this quite well, and people know this, I'm a sore loser, basically. And I, and I, do, I do, obviously, I, it's, sportsmanship is a big part, but I'm there to win. If I'm competing, I'm there to win. And I do like to say to the students, come on, come on, we, we're here, we're, you want to win this. You want pride. You want to be at the top. You want to be in the top spot. We had a podium with 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 our children. You, if you want to be at the top, you don't want to be on the second or third. You don't want to be on the fourth. You're not even there. You want to be at the top. So I, I mean, I think we're in the same boat with that. I have though, Laurie, been in a school where this was not the case. Every child who crossed the finish line got a sticker. There was no first. There was no second. There was no third. It was all just a well done sticker. And I thought no. Little Bobby, that's not his actual name, has absolutely stormed it. And he's he's not being praised. He's getting the same as somebody who came last. No, that could be his one thing in life that he's amazing at. Let's 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 big that up. Oh, and then to top it all off, this same place, 
when we went into assembly to announce who won, they ended up forging it. So that, so there was a joint first. What's that all about? Oh. No, I'm sorry. In that situation, you have a tiebreaker and you determine a winner. It's, yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. And I, I, I mean, let us know, folks, if you're listening. Just let us know what you, if you agree with us. You go onto our socials, you can maybe put a comment on the podcast or whatever. Let us know. Do you agree? Do you, do you think it should be just every, let's take in part, let's celebrate that? Or do you think, yeah, no, let's celebrate first, second, third, and actually who wins, etc. Yeah, that's not what you think. Because the other part of Sports Day is it's a big public display where you, if you participate in an event, you are in the eye of the crowd of your school. Yeah. And that can lead to some hilarities. So Josh, I don't know whether you ever participated in any sports days, but maybe led to a slightly embarrassing moment. Um, I, I've, been, I've been very fortunate enough for me, not, not, to, not from it to happen to me, um, my best mate. So I, I, I remember in high school lining up alongside my friends, a hundred meter sprint. And um, the fella to left of me, he was quick. He was rapid. Um, I wasn't at my, my, I basically, I had devoured too many Ben and Jerry's for the race, if I'm being perfectly honest. So I kind of just, just trundled my way to the line. However, he was, he was very quick and he, he used to run for Norfolk County and, um, and bless his heart. Ours wasn't set up in four corners. So basically the, the finish line, had all the school running along the finish line. So it on either side. So you, so that was where it was for the 100 meter sprint. And um, he was streams ahead. And it, just before, before the finish line, he ended up tripping over and scraping his face along the ground. And the, you could hear a collective whole school go, ooh, at the same time. And that that's, yeah, that, that breaks my heart to this day because he's one of my closest friends. But uh, but we, we don't let, it, let him live it down. We still take the mickey out of him, of course. But I bet... I yeah, national podcast. I, yeah, it, it does it does break my heart a little bit, but I did laugh as it went past. What about yourself? Well, I am not as fortunate as you in that I have not one but two incidents of great embarrassment from my own sports day days. <laughs> However, unlike you, my friends have been kind enough not to bring it up at every possible opportunity. Um, so one of them. I'll start with a less public one. So we also had heats at my secondary school in the morning. So this was, it was certainly seen by people, but it wasn't the whole school. And I, for those of you who don't know, I'm five foot 11 and a half. I have been at least five foot eight since year seven. I, I grew very quickly and then about three inches over the course of three years and then stayed there. Um, and so being that tall, I, was of course put forward for two events, hurdles and high jump. Those are, those are what you do when you're tall. And there were two people from each form and they got picked at random as to which of them would race against the other four. So it was a random five from each of the forms and a random five from the other form. And I got picked to go in the second heat, which was fine. And it was particularly good because everyone else was for one of a better word an absolute nerd like they were not the sport they were not sporty they were very small they were not known for their athletic prowess shall we say lovely people no doubt but they were not known for their athletic prowess and so I was pretty confident I had this in the bag because I towered over them in addition to that and I was fairly sporty I'll preface all of this by saying that sports day was fine but I was always I shone at the swim gala 
every year. Uh, swim goes my time to shine. And I, it didn't matter if I was on my period, I wasn't on my period. I was swimming that there. day. I, yeah. I, I, was, I was ready for it. I'd do everything. I would do front roll, back roll, relay. I was there. I never mastered butterfly, but you don't need to when you're good at backstroke. Anyway, back to sports day. Um, I line up in my second heat, having watched my co-competitor for my house do all right, but you know, let the side down. Not up to your standard. <laughs> Not up to my standards by any stretch. And I'm ready. I'm like, okay, this is mine now for the taking. Let's go. The gun goes off. I sprint the 50 meters or so to the first hurdle. My foot catches and I go straight down onto my face. Oh, no. Absolutely. I don't even break my fall. I'm just down on the ground. And I hear <laughs> jumping around me and making it over. And I'm just like, how has that happened to me? I was too confident, but I got up, I carried on and I managed to come third. So it was, it was horrific, but. Who were you racing against to come third? Was I told you, absolutely nerds. Total nerds. They <laughs> do you think they got to the hurdle and thought, oh, what do I do? Do I just look at it? Do I try they, they got over it. They got over it. They just did it very slowly. These are not people who go outside if there's the option to stay in. And that's fine. But it's not going to win you any hurdling races, except in this instance where I fell over and they did. The second incident for me was more public. In the afternoon, for some reason, despite the fact it's the longest and most boring race, they always make us do the 1500 and they oh, we do, do it my right. as well. 58 right. goes, eight goes round, it is oh. eight goes round the track. Horrific. Um, but I had a strategy and I wasn't a runner. I'm not a runner now. I wasn't a runner then, but I got pulled out the hat to do the 1500. So fine. And my strategy was run one, walk one, run one, walk one. Hopefully you'll end up somewhere in the middle of the pack. You won't embarrass yourself. You're still going. The gun goes off off I sprint and with everyone watching and the cheering I just forgot my strategy and so I get four runs round and I'm still <laughs> running it's starting to look like oh Good. my god she might she might sprint the, she might run the whole thing she might she might act no <laughs> no I grind to a halt stitch kicks in the, um, the lactic acid builds up in my legs and I can't go on so I do go on, but one by one, the other competitors go past me, still jogging because they didn't lose their heads. And I think there was about 90 seconds of just me walking one foot in front of the other to get myself across that finish line. But I did get there eventually, but it was embarrassing. And I did pretend it didn't happen, despite the fact a thousand other people saw it happen. Joe, you know, one of my most frustrating things though was here is like slow and steady wins the race. I'm like, no, it does not. I, I'm not being this is this is a load of rubbish. This tools in the hair thing is, is superficial. But actually, in that instance, slow and steady did win the race. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm with it. Uh, I'm gonna ask ask I, I will say I didn't realize you loved a bit of swimming because I love swimming. I used to compete in gardens all the time. Oh yeah, I'm a big swimmer. In fact, I won. <laughs> Quite a good story, actually. I won medals for it as a child because my I was about to challenge you, but I thought, no, I'm backing out of this one as soon as you say medals. Well, my, you wait, you might want to challenge me yet because, um, as you know, my name is Laurie. It's a unisex name, but it's predominantly used 
um, but for boys, for young boys. Um, and so when I got entered into the um, South Devon Swim Gala Championship, oh, <laughs> where this is going, they pulled me into the boys group. So they called all our names out and it hadn't occurred to me what had happened before. I get out onto the site, I get into my lane, I'm looking around, boys to my left, boys to the right, me in my little swimming costume in the middle. And obviously at the time I had no context of what was happening. I just thought, oh cool, I must be the only female competitor. Didn't really even register it that much. I was just like, I'm just here to swim. Just head so in the game. Um, but yeah, they'd, they'd done it by total mistake. They hadn't realized I was female. They grouped me in with the boys. And so when I swam, I came dead last because they were all stronger than me and faster than me. But because I was the only female, I was technically the fastest female. So I got medals for it. I love that. I love that. So you got a medal for taking part. That's what that's what that was. No, no, sorry, Josh, you misheard me. No, I no, no, no. Medal to take a <laughs> Being the fastest female. <laughs> Said in a very stern sense, you were fastest. No, I, I'm I, not I, having achievements marred by, by you. And just a just a common primary school teacher. I'm not elite. Those medals made my progress folder, and they've not left it since. They're probably on the wall somewhere, aren't they? No, they're still in the progress folder, just in case oh. I need to take it to any job interviews and show them what I've done. <laughs> this is what I can bring to the school. I can bring good swimming. I was the fastest female. 2002. 25 metres freestyle, that is. 25 metres. Apart from the butterfly, I can do that one. Don't need it. We're not any of that bit of backstroke. Freestyle, backstroke, breaststroke. What more do you want from me? I can take that in so many ways. Um... <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep this as an educational podcast um where am i going for this okay i was going to ask a question this isn't on our script laurie but do you remember any of your primary school sports days vaguely yeah i remember red winning them hey, why well apart from mine it was just burgundy and um, what was your we're obviously just burgundy what was your favorite primary school event or does that still map across second uh, so course the assault course was mine. Um, assault course is a really loose term for what was ultimately some cones you had to weave between a hoop you had to lift over your head and a beanbag you had to throw a very marginal distance. But that was my favourite. Yeah, that's a that's quality one. I think for me, it's probably the sack race. There's something about it. You always get people toppling over. It's always chaotic. People lose the sack. I saw one girl this year. She literally just waddled in her sack. She didn't even take the whole jump into a level. She just waddled through to the end and she won, whilst everybody else was in some like slow motion movie, just falling over. It was, it, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love a good sack race. And um, yeah, excellent stuff. <laughs> there we go. Um, that's sports day. I think for me, as fun as a primary school sports day is, I love the competition and I love the um, the camaraderie of a secondary sports day. I also love the fact that parents aren't there. I, I don't want to be a teacher judging races and looking after children when their parents are screaming for them to win. I'm all for a competitive parent. I will be a competitive parent. I accept that I will be a nightmare for the teachers. So I just don't come up to Norfolk anytime when I'm teaching primary school children if you've got a little one. 
<laughs> you know, and you'd be shouting in the background. They'll be like, no, she lost. <laughs> Remember our podcast? <laughs> Actually, no, she'll pretty very much win. So <laughs> she would definitely win, or he would definitely win. Um, yeah, I have to say, what we didn't touch on as a parent's race in primary school, that is dangerous. That is, and, and, and that clip went viral of that, that poor, poor woman who was no. running uh, <laughs> and then face parts for her skirt then to then flow with herself um, and the g-force that she was running running with and um, to expose her rear end I, I just feel for her but what how funny that's amazing I mean yeah I can't fathom the how she must feel poor poor woman but she will never attend a sports day again without putting a little pair of shorts on underneath whatever dress she decides to wear um and that's a lesson for all of us really that that woman has fallen and mooned so that none of us have to take that lesson from her ladies and put your little chub rub shorts on before sports day the bloom is aware of that i mean that, that covers a lot of dignity i have been at a sports day before where i've seen two very competitive parents one of them tripping the other one up on purpose and there being a, a bit being a tussle at the end because they tripped him up in front of the oh, children it's not that deep it's not that deep don't set a bad example for the kids i know i know i mean they, they took it like it was the olympic 100 meter final outrageous out here is so out. So that is Sports Day. Guys, we would love to hear from you about your Sports Day highs and lows. And there's a number of ways that you can do that. Of course, you can send us a message on Instagram at the primary versus secondary podcast page. You can comment on one of our TikToks of the same username, or you can email us. And our email is Josh. Um, the primary versus secondary podcast at gmail.com but versus has got the v and the s in okay so the primary vs secondary podcast at gmail.com and we have actually had someone send us a message so we're going to segue into our next section which is questions from you guys and thank you so much to amy you are our first email first time listener first time emailer we love you for it and amy wants to know um are there any major similarities or differences in behavior management between primary and secondary schools so josh what's your tactic for behavior management do you have names on the board what's the situation it depends on the child but i do feel like every teacher it doesn't matter in primary secondary further education anything like that i do believe every teacher has the classic uh in their arsenal i think that is one thing that every teacher has to grab attention and for some reason people do respond to it um i i don't know about it. do you have that in your in your locker uh year nine <laughs> <laughs> oh that, that's been year nine and definitely your class that you use that for <laughs> i can tell oh that's that's not limited to year nine i'll bust that out for any year group <laughs> but particularly it's fears the fear in a year seven's eyes when you go ah year seven <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, can, you can see their little, their, their little legs like quiver they're like oh no <laughs> it's been said but i, I even we, did messed it. Up, we messed up we messed up <laughs> as i'm running out but i even did it to, to my um three-year-old who came to visit today i just went into like natural kind of uh, to stop them and they all stopped mm -hmm. so it, it's, it doesn't matter what age they all stopped to a good old uh, yeah 
yeah and then go from there it comes to me usually because my uh, my key for quiet is three two one it's not imaginative but it works well and I explained to that you know three two one and quiet and my kind of go-to is uh year nine three is actually not a request it's a command and <laughs> two and one are a courtesy you do the classic, so, this is your time you're wasting, not mine, <laughs> and all the classic, like, I dismiss you, not the bell, me. Do, is, do you do that kind of thing? I'm not sure why anyone's chairs are moving right now, because I've actually not told anyone to pack up. Yeah, it's all, it's all there, filed away in teacher cliches that we all use. Fantastic. I mean, in primary school, to grab their attention. I use the, I mean, I've worked with Lowdown now Promise, but if I did this to year sixes, they would look at me and probably laugh. But I do the classic, for, well, I say it's classic, the one, two, three, twinkle at me. And in that case, they always give me little twinkly fingers, which is fantastic because I know they're not holding anything or actually looking at me. Um, or it's the um, one, two, and then they shout eyes on you, which is fantastic. So, I mean, we love a little rhyme and we're very cringy, uh, but that's a way to grab attention. I don't, what do we do behaviour? They end up just missing part of their playtime. And that's that's like some that's getting towards like severe. It could be like two minutes of break time, three like five minutes. I mean, if you look at severe, then we do do external exclusion, like internal exclusions and stuff like that. But I mean, it's a classic. You might miss a bit of break time, bit of choosing time, golden time. That I mean, that that that's a good winner. That's good bribery. If you take away golden time, that that's big because children cry over that. See, I've got no golden time to threaten. I. I think primary school discipline seems a lot more gradiated than secondary discipline. Secondary discipline for me is I alert them to what they're doing, explain that I don't like it um, and why, and give them notice that the expectation is that they'll stop. And if they don't, then the consequence is usually going into a detention. It's just like right up there, let's oh, do it that there. way. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm. I'm really firmly of the belief that in secondary school, these kids know what the behaviour expectation is a lot of the time. Obviously, before we get any questions, any comments about like, my child has this need, my child has that need, this is done with the knowledge of my students and what they are capable of understanding. And I know their SEND background, I know their SEMH, I know what their comprehension levels are, and I'm prepared to be flexible where necessary, but for your kind of bog standard student who knows the rules but sometimes decides that they're going to push them and the thing with kids is that once they've made that stand it's very difficult for them to back down without losing face so I like to give them an option a lot of the time before I whack them into detention I go right you've got two choices you can either do this or I can put you into a detention which means paperwork for me a lunchtime lost for you neither of us want that so and try and make it their choice. I try to make it as kind of them focused as possible. But yeah, their choice. Their choice. (laughs) At the same time, I really don't understand why the consequence of poor behavior from a student should result in inconvenience for me as a teacher. Yeah, I was about to ask you this. I was about to have you ever given out a, a discipline punishment kind of thing? Um, not like, like using the term punishment anyway discipline discipline a child and you re- immediately regretted it because you've gone oh no this is this affects me has that ever happened to you sometimes um but more often is when so 
when students ask to go to the toilet and I, I, I see both sides of it because I'm a teacher. I understand when people say going to the toilet is a human right and absolutely yeah. it is. But at the same time, if you've got 30 kids in that class and they ask, they all ask to go to the toilet, nothing gets done in that lesson. No progress is made because you're constantly reiterating the same instructions. So what I say to them is we've got 20, we've got X amount of minutes left of the lesson do you desperately need to go or if they if we're halfway through an activity i'll say have you finished the work that you're doing if they say yes i'll usually let them go if they say no i'll say are you able to hold it until you've finished so that i at least know that that work is completed um but sometimes you have a student who's got like a little medical need and it says on their file always let them go to the toilet when they ask. And the worst feeling in the world is when you forget that that child has got that note and you ask them not to go to the toilet. And then 10 minutes later, a little voice in your brain goes, doesn't that student have a medical note that says they always have to go to the toilet? And you go, go to the toilet. Do you say anything? (laughs) As they're bursting out. I've, um, so Amy, I hope that kind of answers your question. Thank you so much for emailing. And if anyone else has any questions about primary school life, secondary school life, the differences, just general life as a teacher, you can email us at the primary versus secondary podcast at gmail.com. And we would love to get those emails. But Amy's not the only person who's got questions for you, Josh. I also have a question from one of my year sevens. I've got oh, one year seven class this year and my year sevens have been kind enough to write me some questions for you. I've got five. We're going to oh. do one. Can you okay, pick a me. number one to five and I'll ask that one. Oh, this is exciting. Um, I'm going to go with a, a, I'm going to go slap bang in the middle three. I knew you were going to pick three. How did you know? I, I just thought, I, I literally looked at it and I was like, going to be three and now there we go okay. you, know you, know well. you know me too well so this question comes courtesy of emily and it's not specifically to do with primary school teaching but yeah. i still think you can answer it and the question emily has for you is why do teachers not have a uniform and we do oh I, but I, I, I'll, I'll counter argue this and say i believe teachers do have a uniform because we we have a we have a policy of what we have to follow in terms of our dress code. Um, but, but I will say, I will say, because um, a lot of second, I remember being in, in high school, secondary school and, and looking at like American high schools and they, they can rock up and they can be, they can dress what they want. And you have all these like American films where they have, oh, is it like, is it Mean Girls where it's where always like, always wear pink on Wednesdays or something, one of those colors and they get to choose. Anyway, I believe that having a uniform is fantastic because it sets you up for learning. It does, you, you don't have the all this, I don't know, different backgrounds, differentiation, all these labelled nonsense, Adidas stuff going on and whatnot. You, you're all there as one big team. And actually, it sets you up maybe if, I don't know, you're in a desk job or something like that in the future, or you, 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 you're looking like you're ready to learn. I think that's the whole premises of that. And actually, you are part of one big team. And to counteract the argument of teachers don't have a dress code if i rocked up to school in i don't know pjs and jeans i'm not allowed jeans at school i have i have to wear certain types of trousers and i have to have a shirt i don't have to have a tie because i mean i'm working with three four five year olds six year olds so i i need to be down to the floor and some of them may well they may want to grab my tie and that would that would just hurt my neck um so it is it's we do have a dress code policy 
but we're it's a bit more relaxed. I don't know. What do you think, Laurie? What's your take on it? I'm also team uniform. I think uniforms mm. are a good thing. I know that my form hate that I think uniforms are a good thing. Um, but I think it is part of, it shows you part of the school community. It's, it creates that sense of camaraderie and togetherness. I think it evens the playing field. Um, like on this year 10 um, trip, for example, Example, um, they obviously weren't wearing uniform, and one of the students was. Uh, she looked beautiful. Uh, like, let me just preface it by saying she looked incredible. She actually reminded me. I don't know if you've seen it, of, but she reminded me of the stepmom in. Um, oh, in, uh, in Parent Trap, the yeah, very yeah. glamorous, um, very oh, glamorous yeah. stepmom. She looked amazing. She was wearing a Versace dress, and it was. I mean, yeah, yeah, wow. but she was on a school trip and she looked, it was a white Versace dress. She looked amazing, but kids did comment and they said, have you seen, I'm yeah. going to use the name Emma. Um, have you seen Emma? Uh, she's, her dress is Versace and they did comment on it. So I think the uniforms are a really good way to even the playing field. I think they create a sense of school community and actually you're right. I think most um, areas of work will require some form of dress code. It may be um, relaxed, it may be strict, but I certainly think in most walks of life, unless you're self-employed, you're likely to have some kind of dress code and it's important to get used to that. And teaching's no exception. There are, you know, I think women's dress code in teaching is a little bit broader than men's dress codes. I think there's certain things that you can get away with as a woman that you maybe couldn't as a, a male teacher. But that being said, um, if I wear anything that is, I can't wear anything open-backed, for example. Um, I certainly can't wear anything low-cropped. Off the shoulder is a bit of a no-no. Um, I can't wear, similarly to you, I can't wear jeans. I could never wear leggings to work. Um, like gym leggings or anything like that I only wear them on sports days um, or challenge days where it's appropriate to do that um, the only trainers I wear are my they're going to get a bit of a plug here but my Adidas Stan Smith and that's because I believe that they're smart enough to be incorporated into a smart casual dress wear but I would never wear like um, regular Nike or um, running trainers for sports trainers for example so although it may seem like um, teachers don't have a uniform yeah I agree with you we certainly do have a dress code um, and there are, I think there are things in my wardrobe that I would wear out and about as a normal person but if I wore them into school I think my students would think it was very strange and that's how I know that we have a dress code. Yeah no I, I yeah like, like like we've touched on I think it I, I love I love the dress code kind of thing it, and it's bizarre because I appreciated it more when I left school I don't know I don't know if you... Oh, Rose-tinted glasses, a yeah. bit of hindsight, a little bit of maturity. Nobody yeah. likes to go through inconvenience when they're in it. It's only afterwards that you see you see the benefit of it sort of thing. I don't know about your high school at the moment, like your secondary school. Do you have... Do, do your students have clip-on ties? Uh, no, we don't wear ties. You don't wear ties? Oh, my goodness. No. Okay. Well, is, is it just, just white shirt and blazer? Uh, it's a blue shirt and it's um, it's a, a blouse, really, rather than a shirt. Okay, okay, I like that. So we had ties. And I remember on day one of me wearing my tie, before my dad dropped me off to school because he was on the way to work anyway. My, my first day in year seven, he said, before anybody's going to do this to you, as I got out of the car, he said, just lean over. And he just yanked my, my tie down and just gave me a peanut. So I, I walked to school. 
knew as soon as she said about ties, I knew this was about nothing because I don't. My current school doesn't have ties, but I went to a school where um, where males were required to wear ties. It's a nightmare. I can believe it. Typical. Although I did hate it when I was when I was growing up and going for a year ten, eleven. Girls seem to adopt like this really fat kind of um, tie at the top, like the the actual. I, I it just looked it just looked bizarre. It just looked bizarre. Obviously, they, they the, boys the boys did that at your school. Yeah, well, the boys were the only ones who wore the ties. Girls didn't have to wear uh, ties. Uh, Again, see, we had. A- oh, fair enough. Yeah, see, see, our ties that were had our house colours on. So, like, I was in, I was in red team. So, my my, my top was red, whereas like people like green, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. I've got yeah. a few schools around to do that. So, a few, a few of my local schools have, have adopted that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's. That's Thai life, I guess. It's Thai life. That's what we're all that's questions from the audience all tied up. <laughs> oh, I'm going to do what you did to me earlier. Do you appreciate that? I do, I do. Thanks. So we're coming to the end of um, we're coming to the end of the episode, and as you know, we like to finish with teacher fails. Now, Josh, I believe you bore this cross last time with your story of um, Jesus on the cross. <laughs> yeah, quite literally. Quite literally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, take, I'll take the hit for the team this week because Very I've fun. done something today, but, but I didn't mean to. Um, so today, today was a challenge day. Um, that means that it's a day off timetable. Different departments take a different year group. So the year sevens went to our local zoo. Um, the year eights went to one of our local um, heritage sites to do some artwork. Uh, year nine were working with languages and I was based with year 10 and it's their last challenge day of the year. Um, they, their summer challenge day is always an inflatable assault course down on the field. It was brilliant. It was so much fun. It's why I am sunburned and have tan lines for days. Um, and one of the last events of the day, similarly to sports day, is the winning team of the assault course challenge, of the inflatables challenge, runs the assault course against a team of teachers. And you have to run through, you have to hold a basketball as you run through, and then you have to uh, tap the basketball on the floor, run round, throw the basketball to the next person who then goes, and it's like a relay. And so um, we only had five competitors versus the 11 students in the team so some of us had to go multiple times so I went through my first run no issues I actually got through quicker than the student on that one and then I was feeling a little bit tired so on my second run I go through I run back and I throw the ball from I think I'm going to get a bit of speed here I can throw this ball quicker than I can run with it so from quite a distance I chuck the ball towards the next person and that's not a wild decision for me because I'm a netballer and I'm a defender and usually instinct kicks in and I don't even have to think about where I'm throwing the ball. I just throw it and it goes where I want it to go with the force that I want it to go to. For some reason that did not happen today. Instead of sailing into the arms of my waiting teammate, it veered off to the left and landed square on the head of the inflatables <laughs> owner. Oh no. <laughs> it veered off to left. Sorry. Did the wind catch it? No, he didn't see it coming. He <laughs> was turned around. And I'll just, I don't know if this makes it better or worse, but he's bold. So it's like 
a gleaming shiny target that's been hit with this basketball. Now, it's a bit of a, it's a, there's a silver <laughs> line, which is that this, um, the inflatables owner had been winding up the year tens all day by making vaguely sexist comments about how girls couldn't be aggressive because one of the stations was a sumo wrestling challenge and he said girls shouldn't be that aggressive he said girls weren't as strong but they wouldn't be able to get through as quickly making all these kind of vaguely sexist probably in jest but not really amused like wrong audience wrong crowd for that read the room mate so Although it's a fail, when I threw that ball and it hit this man square on the head without him expecting it, the entire year group cheered. Oh, so. fantastic. It is a, that's brilliant. That's the best reaction you could have got from that. Many of them were like, miss, best bit of the day. Best bit <laughs> of the day. So it's a fail, but it's got a silver lining. So that's what's been going on in my life. I think that's fantastic. I, I, I genuinely, that is fantastic. And I, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I did put out a question about teacher fails, especially sports day fails. And um, I, I had one person called Kyle MDH76. So if you listen to this, Kyle, you've made it. He's um, sent me a message which says, um, our, during our sports day, we had we played a game of dodgeball, but because one one of the um, teams, the green team, had a band shorts, the teacher joined in. As they were throwing a dodgeball, they hit somebody square in the face. I mean, I, I, you've taken out, and, and, and he's put in brackets primary school. So he's literally taking out a primary school child with a dodgeball. Well, it's, like when, it's like when Boris played football um, in, yeah. um, was it in China, and he just whams into his <laughs> Yeah, but he was just a bumble in the food, wasn't he, really? always good um, good alliteration there you go but yeah, as he says them's the breaks <laughs> oh don't oh that hurts my heart that hurts my heart oh uh, this has been amazing what 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 a podcast i've enjoyed it sports days is one of those classic things that everybody does i mean it's great to hear about secondary life and hopefully you got a, a little taste of the primary life laurie which is awesome yeah um this podcast truly has confirmed for me that i chose the right side i mean i think everybody listening will think no definitely primary school is good because they have welly wanging what what, what other what, nowhere else has a welly wanging competition that's fantastic i'll give you that well on that note guys it's time for us to say goodbye next time you hear from us we'll probably be sounding a lot more relaxed because we will be on summer holiday so we want to finish with a message of hope for teachers, parents, carers, TAs, school administrators, everyone and anyone who works in education who is at this time just crawling through the last few weeks of an incredibly long, now very hot and humid summer term. And we just want to remind you, the end is near. It will be summer soon. Keep going. Your work is appreciated. Your work is valued. But my God, we're all looking forward to six weeks off. It's going to be bliss. Really bliss. I really want to start singing, this is the end. This is the end. I don't know any of the other words, but there you go. I couldn't agree with with more of what Laurie said. Just enjoy it. Get to the end. Whack on a movie. Make Tell everybody it's educational. I don't know. Just just enjoy the last couple of weeks and have a well-earned rest. Unless you're secondary, in which case, make use of every piece of education time you get and don't stick a movie on. <laughs> I, 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 
Oh, you're getting to that now. We're trying, we're trying to finish the podcast. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we can start with that for the next one. There you go. Right. Before, all right, we'll talk about this next lesson. We're going to put a poll on Instagram over the next couple of weeks. Movie lessons, useful and necessary or a big fat waste of time. And that's that's what we're in. But it's I mean, nearly summer. Yay, can't wait. Um, hopefully you have a lovely, lovely um, couple of weeks, folks. And I hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you want to go check us out on our socials, head to Laurie Alice Adventures. I mean, Instagram. TikTok, head over there, you get to see Laurie's awesome bits and bobs. And mine is Mr. A underscore the primary teacher on TikTok and Instagram as well. Have a lovely few weeks, everybody. And as always, don't forget to like, like rate, like, and subscribe. Like. If you like, that's you liking <laughs> and <time>. rating. Yeah. <laughs> We're professionals. We are professionals. Yeah. As always, don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe. It makes a difference to us. And until next time, have a great couple of weeks. Bye. Bye.